0: Welcome to Fill in the Gap, part of the Vendetta Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Philbrick. Today is our seventh episode, I believe, and we have a first-time guest joining the show. Matt Brashear is with us for our Major League Baseball preview. Uh, Quickly, I wanted to mention some things before we start in our... Uh, in our last episode, Will Philbrick and I did picks one through sixteen of our NFL mock draft. On that episode, I said the second part would be coming out within the next couple of days. It has not yet, but we still definitely are going to put out picks th- seventeen through thirty-two. We plan on doing it tomorrow, so hopefully that'll be out within the next day or two for sure. Also, I wanted to mention that the next week, uh, next week, week and a half should be big for PITG. In, in addition to t- in addition to today's MLB preview. And part two of the mock draft coming out soon. We are doing a Masters preview with Kyle Evans at the beginning of next week. Masters week is next week, so we're going to be talking to him about certain players he likes, uh, certain guys that might be good bets to bet on, uh, and, and everything that that is involved with Masters. We all are we are also planning a date to have a very special guest on, probably in about two weeks. I don't want to say who that guest is because I don't want to jinx it, but it's going to be, it's a really big thing for the podcast, and I think it'll be an awesome episode as well. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes by searching Fill in the Gap on the podcast app. You can easily check, you'll be able to easily find every episode that I'm mentioning. Um, if you do subscribe, it'll automatically download. One of the best days in sports to me is opening day. If you say the phrase opening day, that everybody knows you're talking about baseball. Um, it's, it's full of tradition um, it's kind of an American tradition in a way uh, Before opening day arrives, that's th- which is Thursday uh, Matt and I wanted to give our MLB preview um, Today we'll be making predictions for each division Give our World Series matchup and winner Hand out some awards and much more So here is Fill in the Gap's 2018 MLB preview Hope you guys enjoy first time guest on filling the gap how's he, how are you doing today man i'm doing well how's yourself doing pretty good matt is a big baseball fan he played baseball in college um and he is an, he is a st louis sports fan blues well previously rams but now now he's la rams cardinals so he's a and probably would you say cardinals are your number one sports team Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. definitely. So we're going to be doing our Major League Baseball preview. Season starts Thursday, just a couple days away. Uh, are you are you like really really pumped for the for opening day? As I would imagine,
1: yes. Uh, I would say, like you mentioned, Cardinals are my favorite team, but I'm just more of a baseball fan. And and like you said, opening day is just one of the greatest greatest days to me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's really fun. It's I mean everybody's full of hope, even if you know your team's not going to be very good. But those first opening day and then those first that first week or so is i mean everybody's on fire for baseball then it kind of settles in that you have a very long road ahead of you but opening day is yeah it's it's very fun matt and i we enjoy talking about baseball we see eye to eye on a lot of things surrounding the game as far as how we view stats how we how we you know judge players and all that kind of stuff so i'm looking forward to this i would imagine we hit, might have a lot of similar picks but that's okay we're going to talk you know we'll give reasoning for each of our picks Talk about some of our favorite players. We both share the same the same favorite player with Mike Trout, but we had we uh, we're gonna have a lot of the same reasoning, I think. But it'll it'll be good to talk about. I'm excited about it. So we can just jump right in. We're just gonna go through each division, give our winners, kind of look ahead at some you know storylines that we like going into the season that we find interesting. Um, so let's start with the NL East. Uh, so for each division, before we start, real quick, I have I kind of wrote. One big question that I have regarding a team or just that division as a whole. So, for the NL East, the one thing that I thought about was, will the Nats finally get over the hump? This is something that you could have asked the past five years, it feels like. Uh, They've been the best team in that division over that time, but in the playoffs, they always fall flat, whether that's to the Cubs, the Mets, whoever. Um, They're the most talented team, for sure. They have last year's Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer. They have an MVP in Bryce Harper, along with some other guys. I picked the Nationals as my as my division winner. I don't think that's a very, you know, that's a pretty easy prediction to make. Matt, who did, did you have the Nationals as well?
1: I have the Nationals as well. Um, they're they're pitching like you said is stellar with Scherzer, Strasburg, Gio Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. You, that's one of the top rotations mm-hmm. in MLB. Definitely, you can't deny that. Um, their lineup is stacked. They uh, they're having they have Bryce Harper, one of yeah. the best players in the game. Yeah. Trey Turner, one of the best young shortstops. Um, they have Daniel Murphy. He's on the DL start of the season with knee surgery, but he's going to be back soon. Um, and then they also are getting Adam Eaton back. A yeah. lot of people forgot about him because he tore his ACL uh, last year and missed all season, but they traded away their top pitching prospect to get Adam Eaton. Yeah. So they clearly see something that they think maybe Adam Eaton's the guy that can. Put him over the edge.
0: Yeah, and when you, whenever you mentioned their rotation, it reminded me, you know, they, they 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 their best pitcher is Scherzer, but they also have freaking Steven Strasburg. <laughs> like, he, at one point, he was thought of to be a future Hall of Fame, and he still could very well be a future Hall of Fame starting pitcher, and it's almost as if people kind of forgot about him because, because Scherzer's so great. But, yeah, I mean, he could win a Cy Young any given year. You never know. But do you see any other team really challenging them i know the mets are probably just the second second best team if you by default but it doesn't seem like anybody can really challenge them
1: i agree i i think you look at the mets and you look at them because of their rotation as in Cindergard and steven Matz and matt harvey um they also got jason vargas who won 18 games last year yeah. so so that's He's gonna, I think Jason Vargas is actually starting on the DL, but he's coming back in, like, two weeks. Yeah. So it's not a big hit. But, like, then you look, their best player is And, like, the lineups, like, the Nationals clearly have the better lineup.
0: Yeah. Um, this might be just me being ignorant. I guess it is. What's this deal with Jacob DeGrom? Do you know? Because he was part – and Matt Harvey. I mean, it seems like – is DeGrom out? Because I know he was injured last year. It seems like Syndergaard is the only one of those three – that is, you know, still a promising player. I don't really, haven't really heard anything about DeGrom. Maybe it's because he's out for the year. That's just me being ignorant. But do you have any idea what's going on with him?
1: Dumb. I know that's like the big question is health with them. Because yeah. like Syndergaard got hurt last year with the bone spurs in his elbow. Mm-hmm. Mount Harvey had thoracic syndrome in his arm and I like couldn't even feel his hand when he's throwing. Yeah. And Jacob DeGrom's been. He's been good. When he's been there. But, yeah, when he's there. Yeah. And so, if you think that's... If you think you're going to put all your eggs in one basket with the Mets pitching staff, I just don't think they're going to overpower the Nats.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, we both have the Nationals for winning the NL East. Moving along to the NL Central, both of our favorite teams reside in the Central. We mentioned Matt's a Cardinals fan. Unfortunately, I am a Cincinnati Reds fan. We will discuss them just a, a little bit. Not much to talk about there, but... um, the So, I guess for the... Uh, Winning the NL Central, I think it's all another answer that most people are going to have. I have the Cubs, but the question I had for the NL Central is: Can anyone challenge the Cubs? Um, do, I'll go. I'll let, I'll let you go ahead and, and discuss that a little bit before I mention anything anything else. I think that's a good
1: question. Um, as the Cardinal the Cardinals clearly got better this off season, they added Marcelo Zuna. Um, he coming off a Silver Slugger and a Gold Glove. Last year with the Marlins, so I think that's obviously a plus Mm -hmm. addition. Um, The question with me now is, like, does Tommy Pham have the same season he had last year? Mm -hmm. He has the degenerative eye condition in his right Mm -hmm. eye, which is just crazy to think about. That
0: is crazy, that a major league player could have a degenerative eye problem and still be a a full-time hitter.
1: Yes, Um, which actually I read an article the other day is that he lost his contact lens – uh, his right eye contact lens, and that's why he's been struggling so hard in really? the spring training. I think weird. I think he's batting like 180 right now in Jeez. spring training. And so that's going to be a question. Uh, the Cardinals have questions in their bullpen. They have no closer. Yeah. Uh, Luke Gregerson, who they signed in the off season, is starting on the DL that's not good. with a hamstring injury. <laughs> um, so that's a question. Also, the other contender, really only contender, I think, outside the Cardinals to the Cubs is the Brewers.
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: And I think the Brewers clearly made additions in Lorenzo Kane and Christian Yelich. Yeah. Uh, but their question is their pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And their pitching staff is, their best pitcher is Jimmy Nelson, who had shoulder surgery in September. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's not coming back. And I don't think the Brewers' offense can with their them. lineup can carry them yeah. past the Cubs. Or even the Cardinals, uh-huh. honestly.
0: Yeah, and... The the Brewers I wrote I mean I, I mentioned I mean I wrote down in my notes the the two additions you made that's that's probably the best outfield in the in the division with uh, adding Braun to Yelich and uh, Lorenzo Kane that's pretty pretty good do you have a, do you think somebody else might be better
1: no I th- I think the Brewers have the best outfield the the Brewers actually kind of have a situation to me as they have Domingo Santana mm-hmm. who played quite a bit for them last year and started a lot of games. Played well, so they tried moving Ryan Braun to first base this spring training, and he's been struggling.
0: Yeah,
1: but Eric Thames, yeah, you remember yeah, him yeah, played, yeah. played last year. He hit 31 home yeah, runs. Yeah, he was last good year. last year. Yeah, um,
0: so we both have the Cubs winning the division. Their big off season move was adding Yu Darvish. Are you it? whenever Yu Darvish is healthy, he's got awesome stuff. I, I I really like watching him pitch whenever he's healthy. But there's that problem that he's oftentimes not healthy. Do you think that he can give the Cubs a full season and at least be as good, or if not better, than Arrieta?
1: Um, I think there's two things to it. One, I don't think he's going to have a good full season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just hasn't. So it's hard to believe he's going to now because he's on the Cubs. Yeah. But I think since he's on the Cubs, it's okay if he doesn't have a good full season. That's true. Because they can overcome that. They can that. carry it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and they're not going to have too much competition mm-hmm. that's going to be forcing them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mentioned I was a Reds fan. The Reds suck. That's okay. They They're trying to do like the... The thing where you get a bunch of draft picks and then become good like the Astros and the Cubs did. Whether that'll work, I have my doubts. The one thing we do have is Joey Votto. He's one of the best players in the league. We'll we'll talk about him more um, after we go through the divisions. But he's my he's my him and Trout are my two favorite players. Votto is amazing, so he's the only reason to pay attention to the Reds this year. Uh, But you know, I wish they were going to be good, but they're just not going to. Um, Next division up is the NL West. For the, my question for this division was: Is this the best division in baseball? Before we give our winners, I want I want you to answer that question. Do you think the NLs is the best division in major leagues this year?
1: I would think so. I, I think do. I think they're, if not the best, the most competitive by far. Yeah, I think the most even teams.
0: I think between the Dodgers, Rockies, and Diamondbacks, that's three teams that could very well make the uh, be a wild card or a playoff team. And I think the Giants will be better for sure, even with the Bumgarner injury, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Um, and I mean the Padres are kind of irrelevant anyway, but they signed Hosmer, so maybe they'll maybe they'll be, be a little bit better. But I do think this is the best division in baseball. The winner of this division for me, I picked the Rockies. I understand that the favorite is the Dodgers. I kind of, I'll admit, I kind of made the Rockies my winner just to be a little bit different. But I do think they're good. I, I like their roster a lot. And, uh, Nolan Arenado is one of my favorite players in the league. He's a freaking stud. They're, they added Wade Davis, who's a re- really, really good closer. That was on, He was on the Cubs last year. Their starting pitching is really young and unproven. It's got potential. I, I think that might be what holds them back if anything does. But um, do, I know you have a different winner for the NL West. Who, who did you have?
1: I have the Dodgers. Um, I know that's kind of a sellout pick. But if you look at their their lineup, to me, it's like you have to almost pick them. Yeah. and they have the best pitcher in the game, in Clayton Kershaw. I so, agree. So it's hard to bet against him. But you got Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, Puig, Chris Taylor, Matt Kemp, and then Justin Turner. Even though Justin Turner has the broken wrist right now, yeah, but he's he's, he's gonna miss six to eight. Yeah, weeks, I was gonna I say think. he's
0: gonna be back probably towards the end of yeah. May. He doesn't have to have surgery, which is huge, obviously. Um so I don't I think they're they're gonna be fine still. Now another team that has a big injury is uh the Giants, Madison Bumgarner. He broke his knuckle on his uh left pinky, correct? Yeah. He's gonna be out for probably eight weeks or so. The the Giants were terrible last year. They finished last. They signed um Evan Longoria and Andrew McCutcheon. The thing about the Bumgarner injury, I don't really know how much that that changes how they were gonna be. I think they were gonna be better. Than last year, but I don't think they were going to be with those additions. I don't think that was something that made them, you know, they can they could win the division now or even make the wild card. So while that's going to hurt them until he comes back, I don't think that makes them not a playoff team when they were going to be a playoff team if he didn't get injured.
1: I agree. I I don't think like you look at it like they can't get much worse than last year. Like they got last, mm-hmm. but. They with Andrew McCutcheon and Longoria, yeah. I think they they're obviously getting more wins with them. Yeah, I agree. But I I'm, I agree in the same boat. I I don't think they're going to challenge in the West for a, a playoff spot.
0: I mean, honestly, I'll be barring you know injuries, which will happen, but I don't know that they're going to even finish in the top three of this division.
1: Oh, that would be. I would say if they did that, I'll be surprised. Yes. Yes, hundred percent.
0: So, do you want do you want to give our wild cards for the National League, or do you want to wait till we go through the AL divisions and give both? I mean the the American League, and then give both wild cards for.
1: We can just wait because we'll okay, just, we'll let's wait playoffs.
0: So let's go to the AL West. Um, I mean, obviously the favorite is the Astros. They're coming off a World Series championship. The question I had for the AL West was regarding the Astros, and it's, do you think the Astros have the best shot to repeat of any team in the last 10 years? They seem to be, I mean, they won it last year as a really young squad. I mean, the only veteran I can really think of is, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say veteran, I guess old guy, Verlander and McCann. Those are really the only two players that aren't considered young guys. They bring everybody back. They added Garrett Cole. Their starting rotation is their one through four is probably as good or better than anybody else in the major leagues. I I very well could see them repeating. What about you? I think so too. Which which is it sucks for the Angels because you look at the Angels
1: roster and it's like they are they're a good competitive team. Yeah, like you have Trout, Upton, Cole Calhoun, uh, Andrelton Simmons, Ian Kinsler. Uh, Zach Kozart from the Reds. I there. forgot
0: that Cozart and, and Kinsler went to the uh, Angels. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dang. And it's it sucks because I like the Angels because of Mike Trout. Yeah, me too. And and that's that. I wish the Angels could beat the Astros, but I feel like I would just be lying to you if I said I think the Angels could beat the Astros.
0: Yeah, same. And I, we are we as I mentioned earlier, Trout is both of our favorite players, but. The they, the in Litterock there's a team uh, Arkansas Travelers they're the double A team they're a double, a double A team in the Texas League. When Trout was in the minor leagues, he played for the Travelers because they were the affiliate for the Angels. They've now switched to the Mariners, but so he was playing in Litterock for one summer, and I got to watch him. That's where I first heard about him, and, and he became my favorite player. Matt just likes him because he likes good baseball, and Trout's the best baseball player in the league. But I, I picked the Astros to win the division. I know you did too. And they're just loaded, man. I mean, Altuve is an all-time great player already. Carlos Correa looks so much like young A. Rod to me, and just like his physical stature, his batting stance is similar. He's an awesome player. Um, they, as I said, they added Garrett Cole. Justin Verlander's in his first full season in Houston. Their number three or four starter is Lance McCullers, who's I mean, he's awesome when he's healthy. He's I, I really like watching him. Uh, we know they have Keiko with his huge beard. I just don't see them not winning the division this year uh, in, in the West. And I know you had them too, so we can move on to the AL Central. One One person you're forgetting also, yeah. George Springer. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... He bats leadoff, and he's <laughs> yeah. awesome. He, he, yeah. I, I, everyone, when I think of the Astros right now, I just think about that game six, whenever they were just hit, just smoking home runs. And George Springer, he had that error you know, that yeah, gave the, gave the Dodgers the, the the lead, and then he let off the inning first pitch, just hit one of the coolest home runs I've ever seen. Yeah. And that was an awesome moment. Um, for the AL Central, so I didn't, I couldn't come up with a question for this division, and what I put down will tell you why. So what I wrote down: tell me something interesting about this division. It bores me.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's that's a very accurate description of this division. You uh, you look, you got the Indians, the Twins, the Royals, the White Sox, and two of those teams are what you, what they're now calling rebuild mode. Yeah. With the White Sox and the Royals. The Royals kind and of then, went... Yeah,
0: go ahead. And, go ahead. The,
1: and they went for it with... Uh, when they had Hosmer and Moustakis. Mm-hmm. And, and they
0: won. Yeah, and they won it. And they made it the year before to the World Series.
1: Yeah. So so they got their they got the World Series with them, but now it's... Their, their window is closed, I yeah. believe.
0: And... The Tigers are another one of those teams that I mean I guess they're in rebuilding mode but they're just going to be they're going to be really really bad.
1: <laughs> I I, I for, honestly forgot about them because <laughs> how bad they are. I mean they
0: they have the lowest tied for the lowest odds in in all of baseball to win the World Series. They're going to suck really bad. Um, I mean it looks like it's the Indians division again. The Twins aren't bad. They can definitely challenge them, but there's still not really that much interesting going on in this division, I feel. Lindor's really good and and is a Cy Young winner. He's one of the best in the game for sure. And the twins have Byron Buxton and some other inter- inter- interesting guys, but I just don't this there's not really much to watch in this division as opposed to other divisions for me.
1: And and I agree. I, I we talked about it a little earlier. Um the Indians they they didn't get better this offseason. Yeah. And that's where I don't think they're going to compete when it comes to playoff time. Mm-hmm. They still have the pitching in Kluber, Carrasco, Trevor Bauer. Um, Danny Salazar,
0: Allen closing,
1: yeah, uh, Cody, Allen, Cody Allen and yeah. Andrew Miller, so yeah, he's like, awesome. So like they still have the pitching, yeah, but like they lost Carlos Santana to the the Phillies yeah. this off season. So I don't think their their offense is going to be able to come time when you face like the Yankees. where yeah. like the Yankees are going to put up some runs on
0: definitely. You. And I I I picked the Indians to win the division. I do think they will. Did you also go with the Indians for, as your winner? I did, but also like I seriously can see the Twins winning. Absolutely, I mean, did, correct me if I'm wrong. Twins made the wild card game last year. Yes, yeah. So I mean, that's no. It would be no surprise for them to become a couple games better and maybe win that division. That there's no uh, no doubt about that. So our last divi- our last division is the AL East. Always an interesting in an interesting division with the Red Sox and the Yankees. There's no secret about the Yankees. They had their best or the biggest offseason move in the in the major leagues by trading for uh, Giancarlo Stanton. But the question I had for the division would is, will the Yankees' starting pitching hold them back? I know, <clears throat> whenever I was doing prep for this a couple of weeks ago, I forgot they added Sonny Gray, so that is a big deal. But still, I mean. There's questions the biggest question mark is the, is the starting pitching the lineup's going to produce runs, and the bullpen is going to shut, shut it down seventh, eighth, and ninth like it did last year. Do you think the starting pitching will hold them back, or do you think it'll be good enough to let the, let's, let this team blossom and reach its full potential
1: i think, I think it's good enough because of how good their offense is yeah, I think if you looked at their staff and you said their staff ERA was a four seven, which isn't that great. No. Like I think they're going to put up more runs than that. Definitely, there's like,
0: going to be a lot of games where they win maybe you know eight to six or whatever, or yeah. which isn't really high scoring, but that's pretty high scoring. And yeah, but yeah, go keep going.
1: And they have Luis Severino. Yeah, he's is their number good. one. Yeah. he's pretty good. Tanaka. Mm-hmm. He's he was hurt, but mm-hmm. it's he's still when he came over the first. Year or two, he was he yeah. was good. Sunny Gray,
0: yeah.
1: CC Sabathia, I was kind of washed out on him, but watching him in the playoffs, he he, 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 so,
0: he did he did. I agree, he's pretty old, and I don't know how much you can count on him. But if they can manage him well and not they don't if, if they don't have to rely on him, he can. I feel like he can do again what he did last year in the playoffs and come in if he's fresh and and give them somewhat of a classic CC game in the playoffs. I agree.
1: And what their bullpen, like you mentioned, with yeah. Chapman, Batances, and David Robertson. Oh, yeah. He's also awesome. The old closer for the White Sox. Yeah,
0: and old closer for the Yankees, too, before the White Sox. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, you mentioned their starting pitching doesn't have to be great because their offense. It also doesn't have to be great because they only have to make it to the se- to the seventh inning. So if they can get one through six covered, Robertson, Batances, and, and uh, Chapman... That's as good as it gets. Seven, eight, nine. I picked the Yankees to win the division. Did you also have them?
1: I do. Um, and also, just one thing with the Yankees, they have the best shortstop prospect in Godfrey Torres coming mm-hmm. up. He struggled this spring, but I think they're going to pull the move where it's like you send him down to save service time and yeah. and pull him up when in a couple like a month or so whenever that timeline hits. Um, but then I think also the other team in the East. Is the Red Sox?
0: Yeah, usually, and I put them as well one of my wild cards. Um, they added J.D. Martinez, which will be huge. They really they lacked a little bit of pop in their lineup, and he, he can definitely provide that uh, when you add him to um, Mookie Betts, Hanley Ramirez, um, Benintendi. Uh, so I think that'll definitely help. They have Chris Sellback. back. The question with the with the Red Sox to me is, can David Price be effective and be close to what he used to be. What are your thoughts on Price?
1: I think I think Price is good he needs to stay healthy, which I feel like that's just an issue with every pitcher almost is like can he stay healthy, but the issue is like when it comes playoff time like David Price just isn't proven I know, in the playoffs. It's weird. Which is so mind-blowing to me that you can be so good in the regular season yeah. and then just not be that good, not even not even good in the, yeah. the
0: playoffs. And what makes it even more odd is when he was first drafted out of Vanderbilt and he came into uh came up to the uh Rays like right a couple months after he got drafted he closed out the ALDS ALCS so it was like he didn't he he was awesome as a i mean fresh out of college just a couple months out of college straight to the ALCS and he did well there but ever since then he has underperformed in the playoffs for sure before we leave the AL East I wanted to ask you, okay, if you had, to, if I put the over under at 130, and my question was, how many home runs will be hit between uh, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Gary Sanchez? 130. Are you saying over or under?
1: Over. Over. I think this is going to sound absurd, but it's just because of who they are. I think you can lock in. Judging Stanton for forty.
0: I think I for, think that's pretty safe if they're both healthy. I agree. Healthy, yeah. Play
1: all season, yeah. especially playing in Yankee Stadium, the, exactly. launch, the launching pad that it is. Yeah, forty home runs a piece for them, and like, don't get me wrong, one of them could go for fifty.
0: You I I mean they would have to in this? Yes, in the, to go over one thirty. Uh, but I'm I'm saying minimum. I think
1: they both hit forty. I do too. And then I want to say Sanchez hit thirty three last
0: year. Maybe he did in like. 120-something games, I yeah. think. 120-something games. I'm Which, positive.
1: 33, that's like, like he increased his home run total from 16 to 17. I almost do to say like by doubled it. Yeah. Which, granted, he played in more games. Uh-huh, but like, yeah.
0: And the, he, he's like kind of become the forgotten guy, but he's, I mean, he's awesome. He's awesome. In his first, in his rookie year, he only played 50-something games. He hit 20 home runs. Like, he was a phenom as a rookie, then Judge was a bigger phenom. Now they have Giancarlo Stanton, so he's kind of – but he, if he's your third slugger, I mean, he also, he, he's probably going to bat behind those two guys, and so there, he's going to be seeing pitches that teams are scared to throw at, at Judge and Stanton. So I think he has a very good chance to hit just as many as those guys. And like you said, they're playing at Yankee Stadium. I mean, they're going to hit bombs. <laughs> I, it'll be awesome to watch. I hope they all stay healthy just as a as a, as a baseball fan. Um, so who did you have for your AL wild card? I had the Red Sox and the Angels. Um, did you have the same two teams?
1: I did. And as you mentioned, we have the same views on a lot of things, and this is one of them because one, if you look at the the AL, I think the Angels and Red Sox are almost the obvious pick there.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean the the third team would be the twins. I, I do see I do see them, you know. Being in that race, but other than that, there's, I feel like there's a drop off past that. Um, for the NL Wild Card, I had the Dodgers and the Brewers. I ended up going with the Brewers just because of their, their really because of their offense. Um, I could see the Diamondback, Diamondbacks also being in that race. Other than the Diamondbacks, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who it would be. I know I had the Rockies winning the division. You did not, so that might be a team for, that you have for the Wild Card. But I'm not sure who did you have for your uh, NL Wild Card.
1: So I have the Rockies, um, and nice. then I feel obligated. I'm picking the Cardinals.
0: No, that's fine. I forgot um, about them.
1: Which also I feel like that's not like me picking a terrible team. Like yeah, The Cardinals have Definitely. a legitimate Absolutely. shot. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I picked the Rockies. I think they have Charlie Blackman, yeah, who's, just... who's a superstar to yeah. me. Um, Ian Desmond, if he can stay healthy and have a year like he did when he signed that one-year contract with the Rangers, like the Rockies have a legitimate shot. Yeah, um, They're pitching – that's a question questionable, but offense can mask that up. That's true. And they play out in Colorado.
0: Yeah, and adding Wade Davis to the bullpen only helps the starting pitching, too. So let's move to our World Series prediction. Um, I'm not going to lie. We we both told each other who we had, and it's going to be kind of disappointing, I feel like. anticlimactic might be a better way to put it. I had the Astros repeating. I had them beating the Cubs. Um I know for me it was between the Cubs and the Nationals, and I just was scared because of the Nationals uh, history, so I didn't go with them. So I had the Astros repeating. uh, Over the Cubs, did you have the same thing, or maybe you had – hopefully you had something a little bit different. I actually do have something different. Oh, sweet. I have the Astros and Nationals. Okay, which
1: Astros, I feel like everybody's picking that, and you yeah. have to because they're the best team in baseball. Yeah, they are. But I picked the Nationals because I think it comes down to the Nats and Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm picking the Nationals because I don't trust you, Darvish. Yeah. I think if you look at their lineups, they're fairly similar. I agree. Um, and then pitching-wise, I think pitching pitching wins you ball games, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes down to it, the Nationals, to me, have better pitching more experience, mm-hmm. and I'm taking the Nationals over the Cubs. Okay,
0: here. so we both have the Astros winning it, winning it all. We have a difference in our National League representative. Um, let's let's give out some awards. We're just going to do the the two main awards: uh, Cy Young and MVP. Let's start with the Cy Young first. Before we give out our our um, our awards, I want to uh, remind everybody this is Fill in the gap podcast. Matt Bashir is joining me. We're doing our 2018 Major League Baseball preview. We've gone on we've gone over our division winners and our World Series champions, World Series matchup. Now we're moving on to some awards for this season, starting with the Cy Young Award. In 2017, it was only one of 6 seasons ever without a 20-game winner. Somebody reminded me of that at church on Sunday and I didn't really realize that. That's pretty amazing. And of those six seasons, three of those were shortened by a strike. 1981, 1994, 1995, all of those did not have a 20-game winner, but they were shortened by a strike. So really, last year was one of three full seasons in Major League Baseball history without a 20-game winner. There's a lot that goes into that. There's, you know, pitchers are treated way differently now. Bullpens are, there's a lot more emphasis on bullpens. The analytics tell us that ma- that wins is a is a stupid stat, which I, we I know we both agree with. That plays a part into it, but it's still pretty crazy. Not one single twenty game winner uh, in, in last season where uh, Scherzer and Kluber both won Cy Youngs. So for my National League Cy Young, I kind of not I don't hate my pick. It's just a chalk pick, but I just can't go against it. I'm going with Kershaw. He hasn't won in a, in a few years. Actually, he's looking to win his fourth Cy Young. I think that he kind of, in a way, wants to do, wants to prove everybody that he's still the best in the league and win that Cy Young. So I went with Kershaw, and with apologies to Noah Syndergaard, because I could definitely see him winning it this year um, for the Mets. But so, who did you have for your National League Cy Young?
1: I went with Noah Syndergaard. Okay, cool. Um, I I just love him. How can you not like a guy that? Can pump pump one hundred all game, yeah. and has like a 94, 95
0: mile hour slider. Yeah, like that's incredible. He's um, he's got he's absolutely got ridiculous stuff. He and he looks so intimidating too on the mound.
1: Yes, and I agree. Um, and he's just he's so good. What I think is going to hurt him uh, just because of how the MVP and Cy Young voting goes, which I don't agree with. Uh, I think the Mets are not going to be that good, and I think that's going to hurt him. Yeah. And when it comes down time to the voting for Cy Young.
0: Cuz if your team is not very good, you better have a really really good year for people to vote for you. Um for the AL Cy Young, it was kind of tough. I didn't want to pick Kluber again. I went with Chris Sale. He could have won last year very easily. Uh he he kind of faded a little bit, you know, relative to how good he was at the beginning. Kluber ended up winning it. I went with Sale this year. Who did you have for AL Cy Young? I put Chris Sale as well.
1: Oh, really? Which I didn't know you actually put Sale. Yeah, I didn't so, either. I didn't know you put him Um me. And I kind of went on the same thing. It's like Corey Kluber. But to me, he's got to slow down at some point is Corey Kluber. Yeah. And and I think it's just – I think it's Sale's year. He's He's got wipeout stuff, and I like him. And we didn't even mention him when we were talking about the Red Sox. But he's, uh, he's going to be a key part to them competing with the Yankees this year, and that's going to make them – uh, if he if he can um, maintain the Yankees, I would say this year uh, he's got a legitimate shot to win the, the Cy Young.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, <clears throat> moving on to the MVP. Last year the uh, ALP AL MVP was Jose Altuve, uh, and the National League MVP was. Um,
1: oh, uh, Stanton.
0: Yeah, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton hit all those home runs. Um, for this year's it, MVP. I put uh, Nolan Arenado, who I mentioned earlier for the Rockies. I think he he. mean, he had an argument last year for sure. Uh, I like him to win it this year. There's some there's some good candidates for sure. Chris Bryant's won one uh, before. Joey has won one before. Uh, I could see uh, Seager winning one for the Dodgers. Justin Turner had a good was close last year. Who did you have for uh, for your National League MVP? Funny, I have Arenado as of course, well. Of course, but I actually had Goldschmidt written down. And
1: then when I thought about it, um, I went with Arenado because, one, I think Arenado's going to have a year that propels the Rockies into the playoffs and the committee takes that into um, decision. Yeah. And then, also, I scratched out Goldschmidt because he's not going to have J.D. Martinez for the second half protecting him. Yeah, that's true. And then, two, they're installing that humidor in –
0: Arizona, Arizona, yeah. which
1: is apparently going to limit the home runs. That's really so that's funny. so that's going to limit Goldschmidt's stats. That's maybe a good potentially. Point. So yeah, that's I didn't even I,
0: did, I didn't know about that. That's that's very odd that they would do that. Um, but one guy that I I have mentioned in this episode before on my favorite team, Joey Votto. I wanted to just talk about him for a little bit. Last year, he was he could have easily won it. He finished second. Uh, yeah, he finished second in the in the voting, I believe. And I think because the Reds aren't good, he is overlooked. And I think he's one of the best players in the in, in the major leagues. And he's one of the best players, really, statistically of all time. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, do, do you, are you, I, I would assume that you are a Votto fan because you like analytics in baseball. Uh, but is that true?
1: Yes, I'm big Joey Votto fan. On-base machine. Yeah. He, it's,
0: it's incredible. He has the 11th highest on-base percentage of all. Of all time, four twenty eight career OBP, four twenty eight. He's led the so these are just some. I'm just gonna run through some Joey Votto stats. He's uh, led has led the NL in walks five and on base percentage five of the last seven seasons. And he missed a hundred games in 2014, and that's still uh, a true uh, that's still a true stat. Last year he had his third straight uh, 30 400 500 slash line season of all time, and his seventh total, which is the 12th most of all time. Uh, he, His plate discipline is absolutely incredible. He has a, five, a 15.8 swing rate on pitches outside of the zone and a 71.4 swing rate pitches inside the zone. And I know that's going to sound like that's Chinese to a lot of people. That's the first sub-16% and plus-70% season since 2008, only the 12th of all time. Which is just, I mean, just another reason why he's incredible. Um, he's one of five hitters last year with more walks than strikeouts. He had fifty-one more walks, and the four other guys combined had ten more walks than strikeouts. Uh, he reached base in one hundred and fifty games, which was the fifth highest season ever. It was the most highest. It was the highest by an, any active player ever. Um, he had his eighth four season of four hundred plus on base percentage, which is the second most behind Albert Pujols of any active player. Uh, I mean, there's just so many that I can just keep going. He was the 11th player ever with 35 or more home runs, 130 or more walks, and less than 90 strikeouts in a season. Uh, the and the only players with a better career batting average on base and slugging are Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, Ted Williams, Lou Gehrig, and Rogers Hornsby. I mean, Vado, he's go, he's gonna be in a Hall of Fame player. There's, that's not even a debate. And I wish the Reds were good so that people would really know about him and he would have better chances at winning his his second, third, fourth, whatever MVP. That's my, that's my, that's my rant as a Reds fan. I just wanted people to be aware of how much I love Joey Votto and how good he is at getting on base, which is the object of offensive players. Anyway, we can move on to our American League MVP where I'm, I'm going to have a lot to talk about there too. I know we both have the same ALVP. I'm not going to not pick Mike Trout to win MVP any year where he's healthy. Jose Altuve is great. He's also going to the Hall of Fame. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Let's just start talking about Mike Trout for a little bit. As we, This will be our, probably our last thing that we talk about on the show. Let's just start talking about Mike Trout because this is going to be a love fest.
1: He's, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's what every year that he's been eligible for MVP voting, he's finished second.
0: In the top right. two. Yeah. Last He's, year he finished fourth yeah. still.
1: Yeah. He missed 48
0: and, games, he finished fourth.
1: Yeah, and he was having statistically yeah. his best year last he year. He was on
0: pace for his best offensive until,
1: season. Until he hurt his thumb, slide yeah. down second base. Mm-hmm. So, and then he also, to me, this is going to sound probably crazy, but he should have had another MVP... But Miggy did the Triple Crown. Well, should. Which, yeah, he which Miggy, you're going to get it if you win the Triple Crown. Like, Whether you should. you
0: should or not, because Trout should have won the MVP in 20. In, well, I think it was 2012. But you know, yeah, we won't get it. That's a whole. That, that could be a whole separate episode. But yeah, I totally agree. Uh,
1: he's just he continuously gets better and better, and the, actually, I know. I'd have to like look up the exact number of home runs he hits to right field, uh-huh. but they're lowering the wall in Angel Stadium mm-hmm. by 18 feet. Yeah, that's so like that's only gonna help yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, more. That'll be like five like it's more not gonna home hurt runs. him. So it's it's definitely it's gonna it's just like he's one of those. Like, if you're a baseball fan, you just enjoy watching Mike Trout because you know how good he is.
0: Yeah, he's already one of the best players ever. So I'll run through some set stat some stats that I put down for Mike Trout. He, since 2012, he has a 53.7 WAR. That's 16.6 higher than the second place guy, and he missed 14, 48 games last year. Like I said, and it Whenever you're saying WAR over the past five seasons, that's a that's a counting stat. So his it would be his lead would be even greater had he not missed those games. Um, he's led the the AL in on base perc- in on base percentage the last two seasons. He's led the MLB in slugging and OPS in two of the last three seasons. Uh, he led the AL in OPS plus the last three years. As we mentioned earlier, five straight top two finishes that, uh, before last year, and he finished fourth last year. Uh, he led the AL in runs created in four straight seasons from 2013 to 2016, and he only turns 27 in August. That's I mean, a- he's 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 unbelievable.
1: You could make a case. Obviously, still young, has to play out his career. You don't know what's going to happen. Greatest player of all time to me.
0: I mean, I don't. I'm a very, very strong uh, supporter of Barry Bonds as the best player of all time. I don't even. I mean, I think it's actually not even close. But I understand. What, I agree with with how great Mike Trout will be. I, I think it's very, very. If he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the ten best players to ever play baseball, and I don't think that's a very, you know, that's not a hot take or anything. He's unbelievable, and I hope we get a full season of him because I think he's only getting better. His home run totals are going up. He's striking out less, uh, and he, was, he had a problem with pitches up in the zone, and he looked to, like he corrected that last year before he got hurt, which it's like that was the way people got him out in previous years because he hammered balls down in the zone, but if he's corrected that, there's no way to get him out. There's no way to get him out.
1: I agree. And one thing we're skipping to is he's a really, really good defender. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and people don't take that into, like, account because of his offensive
0: numbers are so good. But, like, his defense is premier. At, at a premier position in center field. Yes. Uh, so that's a – well, I mean, I know we could just go for hours about Mike Trout. But we'll stop the love of F.S. there. Um that's our Major League Preview. I felt fast, but I'm looking at it. The time was, we're at 41 minutes. I, I'm glad we got to cover everything we wanted to cover. Do you have anything that you would like to add that we that we glossed over? No, I think I think we hit everything that is going to be prevalent this MLB season. I hope so. I'm excited to see how things shake out starting Thursday. Matt, thanks for joining me. This was Fill in the Gap Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes. Search Fill in the Gap on the Apple iTunes Podcast app. I'm Alex Philbrick. Thank you for listening.